Welcome to the Castlery Security Cybercast, your trusted source for navigating the intricate landscape of cybersecurity. In an era where digital threats are surging and data breaches are rampant, the imperative to shield both personal and corporate information has never been more critical. Join us as we dissect cutting-edge insights and developments, empowering you to fortify your defenses against the escalating tide of cyber perils. And now, here's your hosts, the founders of Castlery Security, Austin Farrell and Josh Hawk. So hello to all our cyber enthusiasts and welcome back to the Cassery Cybercast. This is Josh, your ever-curious digital journeyman. Each time we start a new episode, I feel a little bit like an astronaut stepping onto an unknown planet. So uh, where's our spaceship landing today, Austin? Greetings, Josh and our listeners. I'm Austin, your trusted cybersecurity captain, piloting us through this vast expanse of cyberspace. Today we are looking at planet Hollywood, but not for the glitz and glamour. Instead, we'll find ourselves in the midst of a major crisis. Picture this, a movie studio giant with its secrets laid bare for the world to see. An event that blurred the lines between real and real. We're diving into the saga of the Sony Pictures hack. Sony Pictures, oh, I remember the buzz. (laughs) It was everywhere. News channels, late night talk shows, even at our family dinners. But uh, while most of the talking about the leaked, most people were talking about the leaked content, um, I was wondering... How does such a major powerhouse let this happen? So that's precisely what makes this incident so captivating. It it wasn't just about the leaked movies or the embarrassing emails. It showcased vulnerabilities, corporate espionage, and even international relations getting tangled up. The Sony hack serves as a profound lesson on how intertwined our digital world has become. So after our deep dive into Equifax last time, I thought breaches couldn't get any more sensational, but... uh, this, it's like a, thr- a dash of a thriller with a, a little bit of a spy movie. So uh, for our audience, what can we expect as we unravel this? Well, so today we'll look beyond the headlines. We'll dig into the intricacies of the hack, the speculated perpetrators, and the ripple effects that it had for not just Sony, but the entire film industry. And as we always do, we'll extract valuable lessons from it. By the episode's end, we'll also delve into an everyday practice often overlooked. The pivotal role of regular software updates. You'd be surprised how something so simple can fortify our cyber defenses. And there it is, the teaser, the buildup on the edge of my seat, Austin. So without further ado, let's dive into the plot, uncover the villains, the heroes, and the unsuspecting victims. So you know, Austin, when I first heard about the Sony breach, I I pictured hackers digging up uh, movie scripts, maybe unreleased films. But uh, you've painted a vivid canvas of high-stakes political intrigue and outright digital warfare. That's because, in reality, it was so much more than a mere hack, Josh. This breach is an emblematic case where the global entertainment industry, with its storytelling prowess, collided head-on with the might and fury of international geopolitics. So for for our listeners who might not be film aficionados, let's set the scene. The interview, the movie at the epicenter of this entire storm, <laughs> what, was, what was its premise? I remember watching it, but uh, tell our viewers at home what it was about. Right, so yeah, this was a Seth Rogen and, and James Franco movie. Uh, they're always so hilarious. It's called The Interview. It was a comedic take on two journalists uh, played by those actors. Their mission, interview Kim Jong-un, North Korea's leader. But the twist arrives when the CIA ropes them in turning their interview mission into a fictional plot to assassinate the North Korean leader. It's raucous. It's 
it's it's irreverent, and as we now know, it was highly uh, controversial. Yeah, I, I remember watching that movie, and I actually I remember specifically going out to watch it because of this controversy, and, like, and it was it was meant for laughs, and it beca- but it became a linchpin in something vastly more serious. Like I recall, uh, there was headlines about North Korea being furious and and threatening almost all out war based on this movie. Oh, absolutely! North Korea didn't mince words. They declared that the film's release would be perceived as an act of war. So we're talking about a full blown nation state leveling such a term at a film studio. Their their objective was twofold: punish Sony for even thinking about the film, and more urgently, to strong arm them into canceling its release. I mean this. It's one thing to dislike a movie, but orchestrating an elaborate cyber attack to prevent its release? That's unprecedented. It's, it's Hollywood drama, but in real life. Well said, Josh. And this, this isn't just about a film. At the heart of it, it's a profound clash between freedom of expression and the lengths to which a regime might go to uh, stifle it. But the method, the, the cyber attack, that's where our expertise kicks in. So to, to get a little bit more in depth, uh, we need to talk about something called Destover. So Destover was the vehicle for North Korea's digital vengeance. Uh, Unlike most hacks that aim to sneakily extract information, Destover went in with guns blazing. Think of it as the difference between a cat burglar and a wrecking ball. Uh, We talked about Stuxnet in the past. This is the opposite of that. Uh, It wasn't just there to siphon off data. It aimed to raise Sony's digital infrastructure to the ground. Uh, This malware wiped out data, rendering... Uh, it rendered an enormous swath of Sony's computers and servers effectively inoperable. So we're looking at something catastrophic. It wasn't just about sending a message. They wanted to cause maximum harm. <laughs> Precisely. And the, this breach reshaped boundaries. So suddenly a nation wasn't just waging cyber warfare against another nation. Here, a sovereign state targeted a corporation. It set a new precedent blurring lines between corporate autonomy, freedom of expression, and state-led intimidation. Which kind of brings us to a broader question. As we move forward in this digital age, uh, such lines, that they, they keep blurring. Are they going to continue to blur? Is the Sony episode a forecast for the future? It's a crucial point to ponder. The, the Sony breach serves as a cautionary tale, signaling to the world that in cyber warfare, no entity, being it governmental or private, is truly safe. The repercussions of such attacks go beyond immediate damages. They resonate through global economies, diplomatic relations, individual rights. Yeah, this conversation underscores just how much is at stake. It's not just about firewalls and servers. It's about preserving the foundational values of our interconnected world. Absolutely. Okay, so let's talk about the scale of the breach. It's almost unfathomable, (laughs) if I can get the word out. I I can only imagine the extent of the aftermath, not just for Sony, but for the entire entertainment realm. Can we dive deeper into what this event meant in the longer run? Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's the reverberate. It's the (laughs) reverberate. You can't talk either. (laughs) It's the reverberations of such breaches that often shape industries. With uh, the Sony, uh, with Sony, the aftermath was multifaceted, and its tremors were felt globally. Uh, so the the first thing, immediate financial setbacks. Right out the gate, Sony Pictures shouldered an estimated fifteen million dollars in damages in the quarter following the attack. So that's just the immediate financial sting. 
excluding the long-term losses from potential partnerships that went cold feet and the reputational hits, which are harder to quantify. There was also the human aspect. Remember, at its heart, this was a very human crisis. Over thousands of Sony employees found their personal sensitive data laid bare for the world to see. The repercussions weren't just professional, they were personal traumas, fears, and the the looming threat of identity theft for many people. And then there was the the strategic nightmares associated with this. This uh, Confidential data spilled meant that years of strategic planning, upcoming film projects, uh, internal deliberations, they were out in the open. Uh, In Hollywood, where the element of surprise is crucial, this was a nightmare. Rivals had inadvertent insights and long-term projects risk preemption. And then finally, there was the global implications. The U.S. was quick to point fingers at North Korea, crystallizing this breach as a significant diplomatic flashpoint. Suddenly, what started as a corporate breach spiraled into an international incident, reshaping cyber diplomacy dynamics. And the interview, with, uh, with all the controversy now swirling around it, Sony was kind of, they were in a bad situation. It was kind of a double-edged sword for them, right? Yeah, absolutely. So Sony found itself in a precarious position. Initial decisions led to the cancellation of the film's widespread uh, theoretical or theatrical debut, um, largely driven by threats to theaters and their patrons. This stirred up a whirlwind of debates about yielding to threats and the implications on freedom of speech and expression. Uh, Eventually, reading the public sentiment and the wave of support from various quarters, Sony pivoted, releasing the interview online in select indie theaters. What started as a comedic, uh, comedic venture turned into a symbol of resilience against external coercion. Yeah, it was a watershed moment. And uh, but looking forward, how did this shape the strategies and precautions of the entertainment industry at large? Well, it was a stark realization. The entertainment sector had always known its assets were vulnerable, but now they understood they were squarely in the crosshairs of international cyber warfare. This catalyzed several industry-wide shifts. The first one uh, was that uh, they, needed, they needed comprehensive, rigorous cybersecurity uh, controls. Not just better firewalls, but a comprehensive revamp. So studios invested heavily in protecting their digital assets, ensuring multi-layered security measures were in place. There was uh, uh, improvements for preparedness, crisis management. Post the Sony incident, there was a surge in studios setting up uh, dedicated crisis management teams. These units would have playbooks ready for varying level of breaches, ensuring swift action, minimal damage, and strategic communication, your classic incident response plan. And then finally, uh, they, there was also a lot of uh, effort to foster collaboration. If there was one clear takeaway, it was that collaboration could be the key to preempting threats. Studios, traditionally competitors, began forming consortiums and partnerships to share intelligence on potential threats, best practices, and innovative protective measures. It's almost poetic in a way. (laughs) Out of of the chaos of of crisis, the industry found its unity and its shared purpose. Exactly, Josh. Adversity often brings out our best. It forces evolution, and in this case, it bolstered an industry to be more united and resilient against future cyber onslaughts. A humbling reminder of how intertwined the world is. From movies on the screens to geopolitical power plays, as always, Austin, you've painted a vivid picture, <laughs> bringing the pa- bridging the past and our present and hinting at the future. 
So uh, now I keep coming back to the thought of these giant corporations with their big budgets and the fact that even with all that money they have, they can still be breached. Uh, what's in store for the little guy, little guys, the smaller businesses out there? Uh, you're heading on a, a nerve that many business owners feel, Josh. The truth is, irrespective of size, the fundamentals of security remain consistent. One of the primary defenses, and I cannot stress this enough, is ensuring your software is routinely updated. It sounds so basic. <laughs> are, these, are these software updates really our digital armor? Think of them as constantly evolving shields. For an individual, when you see an update, it typically, it's typically addressing known vulnerabilities or enhancing features. Uh, for businesses, especially those with vast digital landscapes, there's an imperative need to integrate a, sustain, uh, a systematic approach, uh, a vulnerability scanning and patching program. All right, I'm following. But uh, how does a company even begin dissecting what needs patching? It's a layered process. So you, you want to do regular vulnerability scanning. Imagine um, a routine doctor's checkup, but for all digital systems. Tools uh, assess and highlight potential weak spots, essentially the digital equivalent of a physician pointing out areas of concern. Uh, then you have your assessment and prioritization. Not every detected vulnerability is a potential disaster. Some might be mere paper cuts, while others can be ticking time bombs. The critical task is assessing which vulnerabilities need a, immediate action. And then you have the, the patching process. Once you know what your problem areas are, you need to address them. Patching is essentially the digital surgery that fixes these vulnerabilities. And then just as a patient is monitored after surgery, post-patching ensures that applying fixes don't trigger new problems or system inefficiencies. Uh, and then rinse and repeat. You do it over and over again, and you check it. In the digital world, what's secure today might not be tomorrow. Regular checkups ensure a company stays ahead of potential threats. This process sounds exhaustive, but I have to ask, with such protocols, how do behemoths like Sony falter? The challenge lies not just in having a system, but, it's in, it, but in its meticulous execution. Maybe a patch wasn't applied across all systems, or perhaps amidst uh, hundreds of issues, one critical vulnerability was underestimated. The digital realm is vast and complex, and ensuring total coverage is a monumental task. So for a small business owner, this sounds kind of daunting. Can they realistically implement this? It's all about scale and, and understanding. While a small business might not have the expanse of Sony, they have their own valuable assets. So they can start small, use basic scanning tools, uh, stay updated about critical vulnerabilities in their industry, and methodically update and patch. As they grow, so will their defense mechanisms. It's a dynamic battlefield, isn't it? With proactive measures, we can... We can remain several steps ahead. Exactly. It's not about being impenetrable. It's about being resilient, vigilant, and adaptive. Every update, every patch is a step forward in that journey. Yeah, and speaking of, when we first started on this journey through the maze of cybersecurity, I never realized how intricate and multifaceted the threats could be. From giant global corporations like Sony to individual users like you and me, the cyber world is really a vast, unpredictable ocean. It's a perfect analogy, Josh. And just as the ocean has its calm shores and turbulent depths, the digital landscape is full of its own nuances. While tools and technology are essential, understanding human behaviors, motivations, and vulnerabilities plays a, a huge role. And that's what strikes me. With every episode, there's a human story behind these breaches, isn't there? 
Absolutely. Cybersecurity isn't just about zeros and ones. It's about understanding the human psyche. Attackers, defenders, employees, even unsuspecting users, everyone's actions play a role in this grand narrative. All right, so that's all we got for this episode. Uh, I think we, we did a pretty good dive. I, I really enjoyed learning more about the Sony breach because I remembered it, but I didn't know a whole lot about it, and I never really followed up with it. So it was good to kind of get to know a little bit more about that and then, of course, to dig into patching a little bit. When it came out, I, I remember I, I got it on uh, Google Movies and watched it. It was hilarious. Yeah, it was <laughs> and, and the funny thing about it is, and what always strikes me with these kind of things, is if they had... If, if North Korea just hadn't said anything, uh, people would have gone and seen it, but it wouldn't have gotten as much publicity as it did. You know, I don't think I would have necessarily gone out of my way to go watch it if it hadn't been for the fact that there was so much controversy around it. You know, and the fact that, if I remember correctly, I think they offered it for free on streaming services, too. So, like, it was, it was kind of a, a bad situation for North Korea all around, and then, and then of course... They went through all the stuff afterwards, but the fallout wasn't really anywhere near as bad in the long run, I don't think, for at least not on our side. <laughs> no. Yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely a turning point and an eye-opener for situations that could potentially happen. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, <laughs> that's all we got for this episode. As always, want to say thank you for listening and watching out there. Uh, something we don't say often enough at the end of these things, if you're on YouTube, uh, hit the subscribe button down below. We're looking to, to grow the channel, and we're looking to grow the podcast a little bit. And uh, leave, leave us some comments below talking about some of these things that you're interested in or, or maybe other breaches that you want to hear about. We'd love to know what kind of breaches you guys out there would want to want to hear us talk about in future episodes and dig into. If you're if you're not on YouTube, because this does come out on all the podcasting platforms, uh, if you're able to on the podcasting platform you're listening on, uh, leave a rating. Uh, give us five stars. That, that would always be appreciated. Of course, five stars is the only number that's available. I'm pretty sure. I don't think there's anything below five that's available. So hit the five-star rating and uh, <laughs> leave us a review if you could. <laughs> but that's, that's going to be all for us, I believe. Uh, again, thank you all for watching, listening. Uh, until next time, stay cyber aware and cyber safe. Thanks, Josh. Thank you. Thank you.